0: Welcome, Empty Nesters. You are in for the biggest treat today. I am so happy to have a topic on you all called grandparenting. My husband and I found out that we are going to be grandparents ourselves in in August, maybe early September of 2023. So I know podcasts get dated, but we are thrilled beyond uh, belief. We found out we're going to have a sweet little baby girl and I realized that I don't know a thing about how to be a grandparent and do what I need to do in the life of this little girl. So it was not by happenstance that my sweet friend, Elisa, said, well, oh, my gosh, you need to tap into the Legacy Coalition. So you all today, we have Bill and Anne Parkinson, who are going to visit with us about the Legacy Coalition and I had fun thinking of a topic. So today we're gonna to talk about what makes a grandparent grand. And before I introduce Bill and Anne, I wanna let you all know what I learned on their wonderful website. And I had no idea there are 30 million grandparents in the United States. And as the Legacy Coalition wisely says, each one is a potential influence in the lives of their grandchildren. So many Christians would agree, but so little is being done to challenge and equip them. So we hope this podcast changes that and you will learn all about the Legacy Coalition. And here's some wonderful tips and scriptures shared from Bill and Anne. And listeners, I also want to let you all know on another blessing. Um, a lot of you know that I had a little bit of a hiatus and said, OK, you guys, I'm not going to record for a little while because I'm going to be writing. Well, you guys, the writing paid off. I am beyond excited, honored, and blessed to have been signed by the Blythe Daniel Agency, and I'll be working on a book, and you all will be some of the first to know. So the book is actually going to be off of the Emptiness Guest podcast. So stay tuned, and I'd love your prayers because writing is hard for a type A person who loves to be out in the world, to stay home and write with my dogs has been challenging, but I'm getting it done and I hope that it will bless a lot of people. But you all, without further ado, we have Bill and Anne Parkinson. Thank you all so much. Please tell everybody who you are, where you're recording from, and share all about yourselves.
1: Oh, Thank you, Charlotte. Um, yes, this is Anne, and we're recording from Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, Bill and I have lived here for 46 years but just a little background. We both grew up in Dallas, Texas. We actually met in high school, uh, but uh, didn't date till college. And we became Christians in college through Campus Crusade for Christ and had incredible training through them on how to share our faith and disciple others. And um, as we joined their staff as newlyweds in 1968, and lo and behold, they sent two longhorns to raise their backcountry. They sent us from UT, Texas. To the University of Arkansas and we had four great years there a lot of the students that were in our Bible studies ended up being the ones that helped start our church in Little Rock but um, Bill's gift is really teaching and after four years in Fayetteville uh, we moved to Dallas and he completed four years of Dallas Seminary Um, we added baby three during that time And we helped, uh, came back after seminary in 76 and planted a church in Little Rock, Arkansas. Fellowship Bible Church. And we've been wonderful. It's a wonderful, it's been a wonderful experience. We started with 30 people in a living room. And Charlotte, we never had any idea that God would grow us like he has. But um, that has been a blessing. And we've been married 55 years. We have four children and eight grandchildren, ages 8 to 24.
0: Uh, thank you for that wonderful intro and listeners um okay so those of you in the united states you probably are familiar with the university of texas arkansas razorback rivalry i thought you know what should i have these longhorns on this podcast and then after i visited with them we found out we have so much in common because i'm from fort smith arkansas and their time in little rock and we know some people so i guess they're my new favorite texas longhorns and uh international listeners we have such a rivalry with american football so you can google the uh university of texas arkansas rivalry and learn a little bit about our culture right bill
2: absolutely yeah when we moved to arkansas we were born again
0: (laughs) yeah That's wonderful. Well, I love Campus Crusade for Christ is now known as Crew, Isn't that correct?
2: Yes, that's right.
0: So they're going strong. And thank you all for all that you did to get that going and especially to bless those Razorbacks. I love we were talking listeners before we started recording that Arkansas actually lost to the University of Texas back in 1969. A lot of what did y'all call that yesterday? It was the big what was it called, y'all?
2: Big shootout.
0: Big shootout, okay, so Arkansas lost and Bill and Ann and I were talking about how a lot of their Arkansas Razorbacks went out and shared their testimony even after they lost. And sometimes sharing after you lose something is even more impactful than if you're a champion. So I appreciated that message too. Well, speaking of championing, you all champion the Legacy Coalition. Would you tell us all about that? I wanna thank my sweet friend Elisa for letting me know. Um, And the other thing I found out about Bill Bill was instrumental in an incredible teaching material that was used by my husband, Gordy. And he and some dads used what is called Raising a Modern Day Knight, that Bill had a big uh, part in to raise our sweet son. And and that was such a blessing to find out that Bill was responsible for that, had a hand in that. And it just made me feel closer to Bill and Anne. So I appreciate that.
2: Well, you're so welcome. And we love uh, kids and Raising a Modern Day night uh, was instrumental in our lives as um, we really put together a spiritual family with other teaching pastors here and helped raise each other's children. And uh, it was a tremendous blessing uh, for us uh, in, in, in our family as well. It, you All know, right. because—go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say I appreciate that term, spiritual family, because Gordy and I were young, clueless parents, age 21 and 22, married— and we joined this Sunday school class um, called Home Builders. And, you know, we had an instant spiritual family. And we all we all literally would grab kids, change each other's kids' diapers, raise them up, drive them wherever they needed to go. And that was such a dear and special time. And they were our spiritual family, but I've never used that term. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. You know, yeah. Charlotte,
1: what really prompted that was we were here in uh, Little Rock, and all of our brothers and sisters were back in Dallas, and we found out we needed Christian aunts and uncles to help raise our kids. So we yes. just teamed up with some families, and they became our spiritual family. Well, thank
2: you. Home builder series was a great series by Dennis Rainey and Family Life Ministry.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. And that was, I think our name probably came from that, but that's what we were doing. And now it's really interesting, you all, all of us have grown up some of us left, went to different churches, kind of circled back. And guess what our Sunday school class name is now? We are Legacy. So how about that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We've kind of been building. Well, speaking of Legacy, okay, let's just give listeners, if they've never heard of it before, let's give the website, let's talk about um, just a good one once-over of Legacy Coalition for all the listeners.
2: Yeah, we discovered Legacy Coalition ourselves in 2016, uh, attending a national summit that they had in in Dallas, Texas, and uh, I'd been a pastor for forty years, and I had never heard any biblical teaching on God's vision for grandparenting. Yet there are three hundred references to generational discipleship all throughout the Bible. In fact, you know, often uh, Charlotte, you see in the Scripture, it'll talk about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It'll lump all three of them together as the as the founders of the nation of Israel. But those three generations uh, uh, being stated together over and over again, it really reinforces that God's real. He changes lives and families, and it's a multi generational task. Well, Legacy pointed out that there were 30 million Christian grandparents, as you mentioned, in the United States, and every one of them has the potential to influence their grandchildren's lives. Yes. But the key is they need to be equipped. That's the key. Did you know only 10% of them have ever shared their personal testimony with their grandkids? So they need a vision and they need to be equipped because most Christian grandparents are missing great opportunities that they have every day, every month, if they're long distance with their grandkids, to be able to share with them and to influence them. And Legacy Coalition, it exists to equip grandparents and churches through conferences and seminars Webinars, curriculum, and resources.
0: Well, and they people can even tap in every single Monday night. Is that right? On Grand Monday night, is that an every night Monday? Every yeah. Monday, I mean,
1: yes, yes, Grand. Uh, we call it Grand Monday night. If you go to the website legacycoalition.com, um, you can sign up for uh, a free weekly webinar that airs every Monday night at seven o'clock.
0: It's and then,
1: January. um, Central Standard Time, 7
0: o'clock. Okay, so there's an yeah. instant community, listeners. If you are feeling on your own and how, how do I grandparent, you can tap in every Monday night and hear free, wonderful resources from the Legacy Coalition. And as Anne mentioned, that is legacycoalition.com.
1: Well, and the great thing is, Charlotte, if you can't do it at 7 o'clock uh, on Monday night, it, it will be the replay. They'll send you a uh, link to a replay. You can listen to the whole hour for a week, and then after that, the great thing, when you go to that um, website and you go to Grand Monday Nights, you will see past episodes in the right-hand corner, and after a week, it will be edited to just a 25-minute talk on whatever the topic is, and you can go back and look up any of the past episodes, And they, and and let me say this we are speaking to grandparents for grandchildren but this material most of it any of it can be used from parents to children and so and to and to your grown children so yes. because it talks about our teenage grandparents or our, or our grandchildren that are in college that is your empty nesters kids so the information applies to to both and it's, it's great charlotte that. that's
2: there wonderful are over, 100, over 100 episodes that are available now
0: Yes. Oh, and that is wonderful. And you know, Bill, before we um, recorded, uh, we had our own kind of conference call, I guess, about hey, what all should we cover on this podcast? And you really uh, ministered to my heart when you said, you know, so much of some of us are, are are retired, and some of us are still working, and you know, I guess empty nesting covers anything from about forty five and beyond. But you mentioned like so many people are retired but it's like retired to what? And you mentioned, you know, be reployed to something and, and to have that foresight to be investing and you're not just retired to your recliner. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know uh, you don't see anywhere in the scripture where you see biblical characters retiring. I mean, God has a mission for us. He's gifted us and he puts us in places where he wants us to minister and we always need to be looking for uh, that place that God wants to use us and use our gifts. So that place can change. I mean, it can change from one location to another, from one ministry to another. But you don't want to retire from your job or from your ministry unless you are redeploying. You already have your eyes set on something else that you're going to be a part of.
0: I love that. That was that was such a wonderful thing. And listeners, I hope you hear that. You know, resting is a wonderful thing, and retiring and we all, we all think about it, but I would encourage you all to kind of be thinking retired to what, and, and ask God to fill that blank in. And if you have grandchildren, it certainly includes those precious lives that can benefit from the wisdom that you have and from things that you're learning along the way from an organization as wonderful as the Legacy Coalition. Um, obviously there is incredible potential for discipleship and the Legacy Coalition wants grandparents to reap the rewards of their ministry to their grandkids. Besides Grand Monday Nights, um, there is a conference coming up in October. Will you all tell the listeners about that?
2: Yes, every year we have something called the National uh, Summit, Legacy Coalition Summit. And um, it's it's a two-day conference that's held, and it has a, a roster of incredible speakers uh, that you can hear. Um, in the past, we've had Anne Graham Lotz, uh, John Stone Street, uh, this year, Tony Evans. The list just goes on and on. Uh, Josh McDowell of outstanding teachers.
0: Yeah. So this
2: conference is held. Is going to be held this year at Tony Evans Church in Dallas, Texas, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. And it is a great way to hear 10 messages that will absolutely inspire and equip
0: And that's so wonderful. And you know, listeners, I don't know about you all, but I learn so much from others. So when I go to a conference, maybe I'm taking notes and really dialing in, but it's in the conversations sometimes of meeting people in the lobby. And then, hey, what did you think about that talk? And then sometimes you just are blessed by just another attendee. And what a great opportunity to maybe go meet some new friends and so i hope you all can go um please visit the legacy coalition website legacycoalition.com check out that conference and enjoy i love tony evans and i certainly love shout out to his daughter priscilla shire she's one of my favorite mm-hmm. bible study leaders i absolutely have done every one of her bible studies and listeners if you are international and they're not familiar um, I would encourage you to read anything from Tony Evans and Priscilla Shire. They are wonderful and will point you to the way every time. Um, and you also, the, the go thing, ahead. The great, thing,
2: the, the great thing is, if you're not able to attend in Dallas, um, this webinar is going to be broadcast out to over 150 churches around the United States. So you can attend this conference at a church near you.
1: That's or or you, can sign, you can sign up online and um, watch it uh, remotely uh, 30 days after the conference is over. So everybody can see this one way or another.
0: That is just so wonderful. And and aside from the Grand Monday nights, the conference, uh, there's podcasts you all have, and there's books and book recommendations and prayers. And you all, listeners, I saw the neatest thing on their website. It was a placemat of prayers for my grandchildren. So we can even sit there with food on a placemat and pray for grandchildren. I love that. And anything else that listeners can find out about on your website, Bill and Ann?
1: Yes, um, I, I would say. And with that placemat, I mean, those are just scriptures every day. And so you could pray those for your adult children every day. That's where I'm saying everything, you can use it multiple ways. but. Yes. um on, on the website, if you go to legacycoalition.com, you'll see store, and you go there and you will find books that um, everybody that has spoken on these grand Monday nights, um, if they have written a book, it is on the store. It's in the store. There's some great books called Equipping Grandparents by Josh Mulvahill, which, you know, when Legacy started, our founder, Larry Fowler, who had been head of Awana for 35 years, he he went, just started, he was taking care of his grandchildren and and he started looking at books on grandparenting and there were only nine and eight were self-published. So he realized that that no one had tapped into this. And Josh Malthill was a young man in his 30s and he, he did his um, dissertation in seminary on grandparenting and they connected up and have done some wonderful, wonderful things. And I will tell you, A great book on our website is, um, overcoming it's called overcoming grandparenting barriers, but let me tell you everything in there is how to relate to your children and all of those barriers would apply to your adult children that are out in the world right now. So there are great resources there. There's comment cards, which are, I mean, talking cards, which are my favorite, um, just talking. I mean, it's so cute because they're they're color coded to ask either elementary students or or uh, high schoolers or even under five. But just just questions that they can ask you and you can ask them on little cards to get a spiritual conversation going. And when you're riding to the car or doing carpool or picking them up.
0: So- oh, I love that! Thank you for sharing that. And you know, I think the book you mentioned, Overcoming Grandparenting Barriers. You know, um, Bill and Ann, we talked about when we were preparing for this podcast, that the, there are so many barriers in our crazy world right now. And there really is a war going on for our families, for Christian families everywhere. And these barriers are popping up. We have parents estranged from their children, um, parents estranged from their grandchildren, barrier after barrier, things that are put up and it is just tough. I can count on two hands, dear Christian friends, I know who are estranged from one of their children that they raised the very same way that a lot of us did. And it is just heartbreaking. So it's wonderful to have another resource like the Legacy Coalition for what to do when these boundaries are in place that that hurt.
2: Absolutely. And you know, a lot of times grandparents, And churches are looking for curriculum that they can use. And we have some curriculum called Equipping Intentional Grandparents, uh, the Essentials. And so there are six sessions uh, that you can uh, use as a Bible study. You can use it as a personal study, uh, get together with other folks, and uh, have a chance to hear some great teaching. And then there's a booklet that has an outline and uh, has discussion questions. So lots of tools and resources on the website to help an individual grandparent or a church.
0: Well, thank you all. I can't wait to just really have so many people, thousands and thousands of people dissecting that website and growing their family closer together. Um, you all, we we talked about just kinda, it seemed like a catchy little title to say what makes a grandparent grand, but I, you all had so much wisdom and I, I want to impart that to our listeners. Um, and Bill, I, I don't wanna take away from how you teach it, but it's watch one, teach two, think four. And so I think that's a good segue when we talk about what makes a grandparent grand, I'd love for you all to just go right on in and talk about those principles.
2: You bet. You, you know, Charlotte, you asked us what makes a grandparent grand. And uh, I think as we boil it down, it's it's being intentional about being a spiritual influence in your grandkids' lives. Uh, recent surveys, they found that there are four different roles that grandparents tend to play. And, and three of those styles are, are favorably impact grandkids. they are things that you and I would really be comfortable with. Uh, being an encourager. Uh, some people like being a friend with their grandchildren. Some want to be a supporter uh, with key issues in a child's life. But only the fourth style, which is being a spiritual mentor, truly influences their lives. Mm. Those intentionally pursue passing on their faith in Christ to their grandchildren. That that is the one that has lasting influence in a grandkids' life. Those mentors are characterized by godly example, uh, talking about their faith, and sharing God's Word with their grandkids. It's a role that Legacy wants to help every grandparent succeed at with their grandchildren.
1: And, you know, um, in talking about that in the scripture, God gives us a clear view of Charlotte, how to do that. And um, he talks about that we simply, um, it's to watch one and to watch one, which is yourself, to teach two, which is your children, and to think four, which are your grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and to bless all you know it's real simple but it's so powerful and if we don't if we don't teach our children biblical principles and then if we don't teach our grandchildren those it's not going to go past it's not going to go to the third and fourth generation and that's that's perpetuating the christian faith in the world and that's what god has called us to do to make disciples and those disciples should start at home
0: yeah absolutely
1: absolutely
2: And you find these principles in uh, Deuteronomy 4 9 and Psalm 78. And it begins with saying, we got to watch ourselves, watch our own lives. So Deuteronomy 4 9 says, only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things that your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart for as long as you live. There you see God exhorting us to, to keep our walk with Him vibrant. And attractive. So our kids are going to want, our grandkids are going to want what we have. And we have to nurture our relationship with Christ and the values and the priorities that proclaim Him. As a seminary prof of mine said one time, I loved him. He said, you cannot impart what you do not possess. Mm. So if we want if we want to impart this to our grandkids, you know, it's got to be something that we're living, that we're experiencing. And God challenges his people. He says, don't let this relationship fade from your heart. And then your grandkids will see both your authenticity and your passion. And we know that the millennials and Gen Z, they greatly value those two characteristics. Um, And so it's important for us to be genuine, authentic, and passionate.
0: Yes. And, you know, these kids these days have, I mean, the world is in their hand. And so watching a life unfold needs to be authentic and believable and true and watching ourselves and you know we have the best role model to follow and and our kids need to see us and our grandchildren need to see hey you know what they're trying to be like jesus and boy i fail all the time but i sure try to get back up and do it again but our our children and grandchildren do need to see and when i think about wow You know how can i improve myself i know one of the things my own mom said is having grandchildren made her even just want to be a better person she said i i just want to live out um, life where my grandchildren see that i am loving the lord and you know that she was inspired when she became a grandmother
1: And you know, Charlotte, we are going to make mistakes. And so the key thing, even with our grandchildren and obviously with our children, we've done it too, is you just admit them and you ask their forgiveness. I mean, you teach them how to ask forgiveness. You teach them how to do relationships by the way you do. And I had taught my oldest granddaughter's um, high school, small group, and I got together with some of the girls afterwards when they were in college and we went out to eat and They got talking about one girl and all of a sudden it got into a gossip session. And I I felt guilty thinking, how do I stop this? Will they not think I'm cool if I say, let's don't do this? And so I did nothing. And I I had to go back and text all four of those girls and ask their forgiveness. I said, I was the adult. I should have been the one to stop it and to lead us into a better path. And, you know, they were precious. They all texted back and said, oh, yes, grandma, that's what they call me. Because one of them was my grandma. She said, yes, we forgive you. So that that's a good principle to learn is when you don't do it right, just admit it. And and because that's showing how that your faith is authentic and real.
0: Oh, I agree. And you know, on this teach to principle, uh listeners, you know, we have access through the legacycoalition.com for wonderful material to help us be teachers. We we can't just wake up and some of us aren't aren't just born teachers and we thank god for those of you that are like you bill and and you too Anne. but the legacy coalition is giving us resources to be teachers and we can learn from this wonderful organization how to be the teachers we need to be
1: well and you know charlotte the easiest thing it says that in deuteronomy 4 9 the end of that verse says teach them to your children and your children's children what, which are your grandchildren, what I have done for you. So mm-hmm. really, you don't have to be a great teacher. You just have to tell them, first of all, Larry Fowler, who's head of Legacy, keeps saying, tell them your testimony, tell them your testimony. And, you know, Bill and I realized um, one time we had all the kids home the first summer of COVID. No, None of our older ones could go work out of state. And we had them over to the house for pizza. And all of a sudden we looked at each other and it just dawned on us, well, hey, we've got the older six here why don't we tell and we had done cousins camp with those older six for 10 years where we would go away for a week and we had a spiritual theme and played games and I really did it so the cousins would get to know each other what I didn't realize that gave us that was spiritual mentoring for for them from six from they were from six to 16 that we did that and it gave us us an avenue into their lives but What we found is when when we had them that summer, I looked at Bill and I said, well, let's just tell them our testimony. And I said, I'll take 10 minutes and you take 10 minutes. And being, you know, the storyteller of the family, all the grandkids raised their eyebrows and I said, nope. I said, we can do this because this is just part one. As Bill said, we've been married 54 years. So there will be part two, part three, part four of what God had done in our lives. And we both became believers at 21, our junior year in college, and that was kind of right how old our our grandchildren were and we just talked about our searching what led us to that how I'd never heard of a personal relationship how you know I was convicted of sin and invited Jesus Christ into my life and the difference he made and you know when we got and then Bill shared his 10 minutes and we got through and we said well thank you guys and you know we said is there any questions and no one had one then and so we just hugged and they went home the interesting thing is Charlotte the next day our oldest son Bill called his dad and said hey my kids were talking about that on the way home and he said "And frankly, he said jessica and i we found out things we didn't know so you think your children know your testimony because they grew up in your house but they don't necessarily know charlotte they need to know know
0: you can start today you can start anytime you have a gathering and say you know what you guys we never know what we never know how much time any of us have and if you're all together over dinner, that's a wonderful thing. Or gathered at a, at a holiday, what a wonderful gift to give. That's a very special thing you all did.
1: Yeah, you just continue to tell your faith stories. I mean, I was talking to my granddaughter. I'm doing a, a FaceTime with her. We're going through a book. She's in, in college, and we're going through a book on, on Christian psychology. And um, I just told her again her birth story. She had 20% chance to live and what God did in my life through just the fear of losing her at birth. And she's heard that before, but we went through it again. And, you know, they need to hear those faith stories again and again. And how God taught me that, yes, God, I trust you. And yes, you are good, whether you leave her here for us to raise or take her home. And that and she she just reveled in hearing her birth story again. So you tell those faith stories.
0: Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, I love, uh, again, the principles, watch one, teach two. Let's talk a little bit about think four.
2: Yeah, you know, sensing the scripture, um, God wants us to think long term. I, I love that He's has the long view of life and, and of your ministry and the witness of your family. And um, he, he wants us to build into two generations in such a way that they catch the vision to reach a generation not yet born. So in Psalm 78, verses 2 through 6, he says, He decreed statutes for Jacob, and he established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children, so the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. So he's saying, you know, we need to be thinking about and praying for a generation that that we may never see, our great-grandchildren. And we need to be asking the question, you know, like, well, how do I do that? Well, we certainly can teach them from the Scriptures, but we can share faith stories with them uh, that we want them to remember about what God taught us. And so uh, Anne and I encourage people, you know, think about three faith stories, ways in which God has ministered to you yes. that really characterize the way your faith has grown, how God's grown your faith, and tell those stories over and over again to where someday they'll say, yeah, let me tell you about my grandmother or my grandfather and their faith. And they'll be able yeah. to pass those stories on to the next generation.
0: And, you know, you all, we have a story like that Um and and i'll keep this short but listeners uh my husband and i were at a really difficult time experiencing some infertility we had been trying for over a year to conceive and it was hard and we cried every month and knew that we wanted to be parents and prayed and i'll never forget visiting with my husband's grandfather daddy phil and we just told him we were struggling and he prayed for us and he said i'm gonna tell you something he said i have been praying for you all for your children, for their children and their children and the grandchildren that you will never know because the world needs believers and I am going to keep praying for these people that I don't know but they're going to be here someday. And his faith, we borrowed his faith during that time because we were just worn out and tired and the faith of Daddy Phil was something that all of our family has held on to and thought about how strong it was and how we want to emulate that. That was such a blessing for us during that time. And a few months later we did conceive, but it was, it was a really difficult time for us. And we were glad to have his faith and to have somebody that was believing for us. Are y'all still there?
2: We just lost you for a moment. There I'm sorry. you are.
0: That's okay. Hey, sometimes that was a dramatic pause, listeners. That was a dramatic pause. After <laughs> well, it the was story. a great
2: story. Well, it's it was a, a good story.
0: Um, we are going to wrap up here in a minute. I love that my sweet daughters are like, mom, keep these podcasts to about 40 minutes because people like to do that when they're working out and it's not too long. So before we sign off, Bill and Ann, you all are wonderful guests, and I just thank you for representing the Legacy Coalition so well Uh, Do you have any parting thoughts for all of these listeners who are aspiring to be good grandparents?
2: Yeah, I think I I would say, you know, we need to realize that there's a war on the family today, that the enemy really wants to eliminate um, the family, which is an icon, it's a reflection of God in the world. And uh, he's doing everything he can to rearrange it, distort it, And to destroy it, Uh, the population over the last 30 years has doubled in the world, and yet during that time, the number of families, number of families, has not grown. And so it's incredible. He's been incredibly uh, effective at uh, this war on the family. And so we need to equip and unleash grandparents so that we have an army that's in this battle uh, and that's fighting for these things. 74 percent of grandparents say that this is their most important role in this season of life.
1: Yeah. so we need
2: to equip them to be able to function in it.
1: And you know, Charlotte, um, one thing that Legacy stresses is that studies have shown the second most important person in a child's life is the grandparent. And it's oh. not necessarily the youth group leader. It's not coaches that we hear about, but it's the grandparent. And you think about it. We are with these grandchildren from birth until God calls us home. Yeah. And. We are in their life. They love them. And uh, inter- interesting thing that Bill and I have practiced is you invest in the early years of their lives. Sure. You go to their soccer games and you have tea parties. And as you do that, you're continually talking about, look, look at the color of the trees. Look at how God made those clouds. We, we do it with our grandchildren. We look do shapes of clouds and just talk about how God made everything so unique. And then by starting early, You um, invest in their early, their young years, so you earn the right to talk in their teen years. Mm -hmm. And we have have both been blessed um, because I had tea parties with my granddaughters and my grandsons, too, when they were little. When my girls, I have two that are cousins that are six months apart, and um, both of them were in, in the same high school, same senior class. And we went through one of Jenny Allen's book, Get Out of Your Head. And we would have tea. And so I would just text them and say, hey, can you, are you coming for tea on Sunday afternoon? And we would go through the book. So our tea parties continued on with a spiritual, spiritual bent.
0: That's wonderful. And Jenny Allen, we love that book. Thank you. Our family has read that too. Well, I could talk to you all all, um, for a lot longer, but we're going to, we're going to wrap up and hope that the listeners get right off and go straight to legacycoalition.com. I did want to leave listeners with a parting thought, um, and you know, I'm a big person that believes in do-overs and reset buttons. If you all could go back and begin again and hit a big reset button, is there anything that you would do differently as a grandparent?
1: Well, I would say as a parent, there's something I would do, and we talked about it yesterday, Charlotte, but um, Bill and I, when our kids were newly married, they're in their 20s, our two sons married first, and we were going to have month yearly just checkup sessions where we would get together with them and just say, hey, how are we doing as parents and grandparents? Was there anything you'd change? And um, we did that with our oldest son. And it was interesting. He he did. He said our younger son um, had the oldest grandchild and they moved out of town and. He said, you know, we thought when Ben moved that um, you would kind of be all over with, that you would want to get to see more of him. Well, you know, there's a difference between a daughter-in-law and a daughter. And so I, I said to, to Bill, I said, well, we didn't know that I was waiting for and Jessica was sitting right there for her to call. And we Jessica started calling more. I started volunteering more. It's just good to have those yearly meetings. And I, I would that's one thing we do over again with our children, not just our grandchildren.
0: Yeah, just maybe get some things out in the open and not just assume, right? Exactly right.
2: I think I would invest um, memorizing Scripture with them more. Um, Hiding the Word of God in their heart Mm. at an early, um, it it does not return void. It's amazing how how they um, pull these Scriptures back up at times. And and we've done that with the kids, but I would have started earlier.
0: Well, I so appreciate that. We had some precious upbringing at our elementary school here in Tulsa that we had the kids at that memorized scripture. And I know that that has been something that they just remember. And when they come across that, they are like, oh, I know that. And, you know, that is tucked in their hearts. So thank you for your transparency and Listeners, um, please go to LegacyCoalition.com. I hope some of you will be able to sign up for the conference, and you can also sign up for Grand Monday Nights. And there's just a wealth of information. And Bill and Anne, it has been such a blessing to have this conversation with you all. And I, I appreciate your time and your wisdom, and we'll take all this to heart. I am so thankful as I will enter this world of grandparenting here in August or September of 2023 that I will not have any excuses to, to mess up too badly, right? We're, we all make mistakes, but the Legacy Coalition can certainly help us put our best foot forward as a grandparent. And I thank you all for your time.
2: Well, you and your husband are going to be great ones.
0: Yes. Uh, yes. She, thank uh, you. We feel very honored and blessed and look forward to that sweet little girl. And listeners, we always, um, me and my guests, we appreciate your time and that you take a very important part of your day and listen to Empty Nest guests. And I so thank you. I think of each of you. We pray for you. Um and Bill and Ann and I will commit to praying for all of you that are listening to um, just hear the Lord in your life for what he would like for you to do as a grandparent and as a parent. And that um, you can log on and, and look at all these resources and say, OK, Lord, what is my what next? I am going to retire to something. I'm going to be intentional and I'm going to make the most of my life as a grandparent. Bill and Anne, it's sure been a pleasure. Thank you all so much. And listeners, I look forward to when we all tune in together to another episode of Empty Nest Guests. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you all so much. We'll sign off. And listeners, I'll be with you the next time. Thanks again, Bill and Anne. Well, listeners, I feel so encouraged after listening to Ann and Bill and learning more about the Legacy Coalition, we will have so many resources right at our fingertips to make us be the best grandparents we can be. I also wanted to um, remind you all that if you are looking for a Bible plan to please go to the YouVersion app, you can search my name. And there will be four Bible plans that come up and definitely one about empty nesting called the Blessed Empty Nest. But you can also go there to find Bible plans about grandparenting and any other topic that you might feel like you want to read about. So I just wanted to throw a little pitch in for the Version Bible plan. And thank you all for listening and tuning in and sharing your time with me on Empty Nest Guests. See you all the next time.